0: Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. We're in a series entitled Soul What, and we're going to be talking about the soul, the mind, the will, and the emotions. Today, we're going to, uh, last week, we kind of introduced and recovered again about the spirit, soul, and body. You're a three part being, if you didn't catch last week. You need to go online and listen to it because um, I'm not going to get into that as in depth today, but I am going to talk a little bit about the mind, will, and the emotions today. Um, The soul. We're going to start getting into the soul a little bit. And uh, if you wonder about this, is this some kind of psychological, uh, you know, mystical type teaching along with Christian? It's not. Jesus ministered to the soul as much as he did to the spirit and to the body. He fed people he ministered to people that were distraught uh, and he also delivered us from our sins he, he all throughout the bible he ministered to uh, the soul so anyway um the st- the scripture that we're going to look at uh, is in 1 Thessalonians 5 that's where we're going to keep you uh, as an introduction to this each week i'm just kind of review that again but in 1 Thessalonians it just says this it says now may the god of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless or complete. That's, you know, King James there, but anyway, without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, spirit, soul, and body. So you're a three-part being, um, and it's important to understand to know, uh, going into this right now, you are a spirit, period. You are a spirit. You have a soul. Your mind, will, and emotions is what we're going to talk about, and you live in a body. And uh, so I thank you guys for <laughs> texting and giving me advice on what to do. I feel better this week it still hurts like the what we call the mischief. I don't even know what that is but anyway it's my some ways it hurts like the devil whatever it it does my apparently I've done something I don't know neck and it's going down to here so anyway I got some plans and going forward but at least I'm functioning like last Sunday I, I shouldn't even I I feel like I don't even know what I'm doing like it's uh if you ever had a pinched nerve or anything like that it that I told Ronnie last week I said um, might have been in the middle of the week or something we we're talking about different things and I told him, I said, man, you know, I knew you as a man, not, no, no doubt about it, football guy, tough guy, I said, I always knew you as a man, but after that shoulder thing, after feeling this, I said, you're a real man, like, I don't know how you dealt with this, he said, son, it hurts, don't I, I said, yeah, it hurts bad, so anyway, you're, you have a body, and it's not the real you, but you feel it, don't you, when something goes wrong, you feel it, and uh, it's pretty much the most obvious part of you that you feel. I mean, spiritually, you pick up on things here and there. But let's just be honest, what part screams the loudest? that it, it, You definitely, like, you're hungry probably because the time change right now. You're thinking, like, you know, I wonder how long he'll be today. I could get a biscuit, you know, before two. We were just talking to the, the tech team. I told him, I said, you know what, I wish I wish our church was built right beside Bojangles. Like, it was just, and one of them said, it'd be better if it was Bojangles in the church. I thought, well, that's an idea. My goodness, I wonder if I could make that happen, you know. Jingles in the church. Got me thinking. Joey, he's like, man, it would sting. I'm like, no, it would be glorious. We'd just vent the chicken out, smoke out the top. A Church and chicken. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Babe? That's where church's chicken came from. I don't know. But Anyway, your body screams aloud as it wants what it wants, right? But the mind, we'll talk about some too. Uh, but in the context of the soul, mind, will, and emotions, uh, it 's the part of you that probably goes the most undeveloped I mean to be honest, as far as a Christian, most people in Christianity they work on the spirit side of things and never they neglect the soul side of things because they think it 's unimportant. They think that 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 's psychological and that 's for counseling and all that kind of stuff and We found in Christianity that now that it 's a proven fact that in christianity we 're not doing any better than the world in any of our areas we 're just not uh, the, 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 the want, people who ch- make changes. They make changes not only in the spirit, but also in the soul. They allow someone to speak into their life, to, to confront them, not in a negative way, not to be critical, but to challenge them and to make them better. And they work on things because every one of us, as the scriptures say, the sins of the father are passed down to the third and fourth generation. You have junk in you you don't even know about. You, you have stuff you don't even realize. Well, what about Jesus? He took care of that. Yeah, he redeemed your spirit. We'll talk about it in a moment. But you have stuff in your mind, your soul, that you may not even realize why you do what you do. If you've been married any length of time, how many times have you heard your spouse say, "You re- that is just like what your mama would do. Or that sounds just like your daddy. You know, I'm very fortunate. Mine, like, Haley, she had no idea. Like, my dad wasn't around, but, so she don't, she can't really figure that out. But, you know, she's like, anyway, very length of time, you, you see things in each other. And you're like, wow, that, my kids, you know, people go like, that sounds just like, they told Julia Kay Kate, they you sound just like your dad, and I told her I was like, "That's a great thing, honey." Like, just <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're a three part bringing. So, as a kid, soul, as a kid, I'm going to take some time with this. This is going to take. I, there, I had so much content. I've got so many things I want to share with you. I had to reduce this message by probably over sixty percent just for today. I had to reduce it again last night. Reduce it again today because it's. I, there's so much that I want to share, but I'm going to be careful that I don't overdo it. So this is going to be, I'm going to try to give a couple of thoughts, but then it's going to carry over each week. It, it'll change, but I just can't, I can't rush it because it, if I rush it, I think we will miss what the Lord might be wanting to say to us. So, um, But when I was a kid, uh, and I'm talking about the soul right now, when I was a child, I would go visit at my dad's, well, he didn't have a house, but his parents, um, he would pick me up and then, uh, he didn't pick me up because <laughs> he had any license. His, his stepfather picked him up because he DUI so many times, he had no license. So it was like, you know, it was a weird thing, scenario. I still remember as a kid getting picked up. And, uh, my, my grandfather that time, he beat my step grandfather, he would say, if that's a thing, I don't even know. But, um, he picked me up and he always say, when I was like four, he's like, I'd tell him all the time, Papa. I just gotta have a crystal. He still to this day—that's what he remembers the most. We have conversations about crystal hamburgers, and so. But he was a believer. Now, my dad was. My dad had a Bible. I think he was saved. I'm pretty confident about that. But he had so many demons uh, that that he just couldn't break free from what he had. Plus, he had mental illnesses as well. It's it. it he had a. He had a combination of things that was just a. It was a. It was a terrible. Uh, mix so when I tell people uh, you know my my dad I you know I've come to realize some things that my dad was a sick man mentally he had health things that, that really weren't available when he was younger to help him navigate life and therefore it just he tried to you know medicate himself with drugs and alcohol and so therefore that was part of what I just dealt with that all the time so going to his house his 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 parents, my step grandfather, he was a believer. My grandmother was a believer, and they went to church. And the church they went to, I still remember. They took me would take me there as a kid. I still remember this. I would go into the church, and I'm not. When I say this, I'm just clarifying because I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I have great friends in the Baptist church. As a matter of fact, most people think we're Baptist church. If you're living in Rome, Georgia, it's pretty much you're a default Baptist church. They they tell us all the time we go somewhere, they put my name on the thing, Cornerstone Baptist Church. I said, We're not Baptists. They said, What are you? I said, We're everything. They said, You're Baptist. They don't they don't care. It's just they just throw you in the It's just funny. Anyway, I just got over it a long time ago. Never mind. It's too difficult to explain. So um, nonetheless, this was a Baptist church, and it was kind of a um, what you would call a not not a primitive Baptist, but it was very much a very strict Baptist like Baptist church, you know what I'm talking about, like, it, it maybe may be strict, very, like, you regimented everything, so they'd go into the wall as a kid, they, the coolest thing about the church, though, besides the crackers and the juice that you got occasionally, I thought as a kid, there was a wall of these tracks, now, do you guys remember these tracks, right, okay, you know, now, there's some that are good and some that are not, okay, but these were the kind that was scared the H E double L out of you, you know what I mean, that was the intent. And I, as a kid, I would read all of these things, and I thought just for throwback, I would show you a couple of these just just real quick, just briefly, just to remind you if you've never seen one what this was like as a four or five, six year old, you know, seeing this stuff. So I'm going to show you a couple of things. I'll go through some of these quick. I'll pause on some, but I'm going to take you down a story. I'm gonna take you into a story here, okay? Using a track from the 1980s, baby. I'm on with it, baby. <laughs> Bomb, bom 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 bom, But you know, you just like, this. some like, just great, great music. You know, you don't have to worry about creeps on the internet. It was just, you know what I mean? It was a, I don't know, it wasn't that great. But anyway, <laughs> we say it was. So let's, let's show the first clip. Take a look at this. This is the first one. Here we start out. Now I know that the, it's going to be blurry. It's from the 80s. There was no graphic artist. We pencil drew everything. Okay, give them a break. But here we start our, well, let me get out of the way so y'all can see. Here we go. Look at this. The ambulance. This guy's not going to make it. So all of a sudden, we know. At first, when I was a kid, I saw it. I thought, that guy's going to get hit. <laughs> but then the story continues on the next page, right? So take a look at this. She doesn't have a pulse, and the doc says, We're losing him. Get the paddles. We know what that means. Turn the next page. He's going to shock him. But look, he's terminated, he's gone. And we lost him. And I didn't know what that was in his nose as a kid. But like, you know, I had some thoughts. But I'm in in it right now. This is a track and I'm in. I'm hooked. Right now, are you not hooked? Like, you want to know what's going to happen next, don't you? It's weird, but these things will get you, right? So look at the next uh, slide there. Look at this. Did you reach your blood? No, doctor. Okay, well, let's move him to the morgue. The patient was pronounced clinically dead. So this guy's flatlined. He's gone. So here we go, the next page, I'm reading this kind of stuff as a kid, and this is the next thing you see. Like, now, look, I grew up, my grandfather had five grocery stores in the 80s, okay? Uh, so I was able to avail myself to things like this. Y'all just leave these up, leave this one right here, don't go next, just hang with that for a second. This is like comic books for me. My kids want to know, Dad, how do you know about Iron Man and Captain America and all that? I was like you just got the digital version of what we had as kids. It, you just to have to read this stuff and imagine what Tony Stark would do. You didn't get to watch him fiddle with metal. You had to imagine, because you only had like six pages. Everything else was all in your head. It wasn't a two-hour movie, you know? So this is like comic books. This is awesome as a kid. I'm like, it's scary. it's scary, but it's good. And so I remember as a kid getting to see all this stuff at my grandfather's grocery store, all kind of comics, and I thought, man, this is a cool church. They got comic books, you know? so she's 15 minutes later writing down stuff and and you see this guy behind the sheets like what what who's this guy next page no (laughs) you know then she's like ah i'm just sorry sound effects for those of you online if that just hurt your ears i'm sorry because i know there's sound difference sorry about that (laughs) but now look at this next one where can I get a preacher? Oh, the hero of the story, the preacher, you know, right? Come on. He's scared to death. He said, I just saw a preacher 20 minutes ago, right? Or 10 minutes ago. And this is what I love. Here was the 80s. Now, I'm thankful today that that I don't have to wear a tie that's the size of a softball. You know what I'm saying? I'm so grateful for today, for the 80s. Like, that's one thing I'm glad about that's not here anymore. I, that would have drove me crazy. But anyway. This preacher shows up, he's there, he says, thank you, he's going in there. Something, humor, scared the hell out of him. I thought this was cool at a church, they would put that in there, that's funny. Next page. So he's talking to him, he says, so, you want to get saved, huh? God has spared you, realize how fortunate you are to get back? When you're really dead, it's for keeps, there's no second chance. You want to talk about it? Well, of course he wants to talk about preaching. The guy just freaked out. He says, I know if I die again, I'll go back down there. It was horrible. Now, I'm thinking, what is that? Preacher, I've got to get saved. I saw hell. Man, I saw it. I don't ever see it again. Next slide. It was dark down there. It was in some kind of room, and I couldn't believe it. All around me, there were these ugly, hideous, smelly things in all kinds of shapes laughing at me, hurting me. There were some kind of demons. It was awful. Then all of once, they opened a big door and when they put gasp in parentheses in comics you knew it meant what is coming next and what I saw really scared me preacher it was terrible next slide yeah I guess so as a kid I saw that now if you take the text out it's just end game that's all that is right there baby there's aliens and superheroes and everything else fighting and flames of fire. You take the text off the page, it's Marvel's Endgame. That's all that is. But as soon as you put this text up here, it changes everything. Beyond the door was an ocean, an ocean of fire, flames everywhere, and I heard screams, and I was panicked. I was terrified. Oh, my God, I'm so afraid of going back there. That's what hell is like, isn't it, preacher? Next slide. That's monstrous. This is whole idea. Now, they had a conversation. I took a lot of this out because it's too much about why churches don't talk about hell so much. This is that kind of church. I was telling you, you know, they hell every Sunday, hell, 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 hell. Nothing wrong with telling people you're going to hell, but, you know, once you're saved, you've got to learn and become a disciple. You can't hell every Sunday, you know? Y'all get what I'm saying. But in the 80s, that was a big thing. Every, it was a Billy Graham crusade every Sunday morning. You know what I'm talking about? And that's just all it was. So not for everybody, but what I saw, Okay. Anyway, he said, I know. Jesus spoke more about hell than anyone. He knew about it. He ought to. He created it for the devil and his angels. I thought, man, wow. Satan's trying to take as many as hell with him as he can. Now, this was what was funny in the 80s. <laughs> Y'all already saw it. <laughs> He's got kids into punk rock. That's sending them all to hell right there because they split their hair up. Look, spiky hearing to send you to hell. Uh, there's a reason we have it today and every other culture has it. There's a reason why our kids do what they do and we all turned it on own way. It's something on the inside that's just manifesting on the outside. It's not punk rock. There's something else wrong. I'm not, I'm not satisfied with being who I am. I've got to be something else because I don't feel comfortable in who I am because I don't even know who I am. And that's why. It's not punk rock. It's not 80s music. It's not this now. It's not rap. It's not whatever. It's not genre of music. It's being something you're not even created to be. But we'll just keep reading Hell will be a party where they'll never see their friends. Only darkness and everlasting punishment. Some are so anxious to get there, they're committing suicide. This this was no joke. There's no joke. Some people thought that. Next slide there. He says, oh, I thought this was cool. You can't make it by good works or the seven sacraments or by being a good old boy. You know that was written for Georgia. Anytime someone says, well, he's a good old boy, they're making excuses for his sin. You know that, right? Anytime someone says, well, I know he beats his wife, but he's a good old boy. No, he's a, he, never mind. No. <laughs> Satan wants everyone to think God weighs your good deeds against your bad. That's a lie. Satan says there are many roads to heaven. There's only one way. And then he put up Jesus. White Jesus. I love that. Just, he's just white always. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man come. And I'm being silly when I say that, by the way, in case you're watching. and think, well, he think, no. I, anyway. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes up to the Father except by me. No church. No saints. Buddha, Mary, Confucius. Allah, no religion can save you from going to the lake of fire. Only Jesus can. Now, I've read this. It's the straight-up gospel. I'm scared out of my mind, though. Next page. So the guy gets saved. The gospel means good news. You don't have to go to hell. Let's reason near the Lord. The reason with the Lord, it says. Though your sins be as scarlet, they'll be white as snow. Though they'll be red like crimson, they'll be as white as wool. <laughs> it says, His love, God prepared a way to wash away your sins so you could get to heaven. And it was a terrible price. The Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Next page. So he's leading him now. He's scared, now he's leading him through salvation. Do you want to be saved? Basically what he's saying. Yes, I want to be saved. It would be insane to reject God. Thank you for showing me what to do. So they prayed. The man who died clinically went to hell and came back, believed on Jesus as his Lord. His life was changed with joy and much relief. Now I'm saved. My name is in the book of life, but it's God's grace. I'm going to heaven now is your name in it if not here's what you must do and it would always lead you through a salvation prayer I read those books so many times i read them all now what's funny is you can still get these things I know you still could get them I'm gonna give you the website I didn't put it on there because I want to make sure you write it down now I would advise you before you go to this website because it's really cool we can get them for free digitally But I would advise you before you do this, and you'll know why when I say this, you be cautious in how you enter it into your browser. It is chick.com. Chick.com. I would Google that first and make sure you hit the right link, okay? I'm just, it just, we have chickens. Maybe you would get chick like a chickens. But I'm just saying that sounds a little weird to me. Like you might hit something you don't want to hit or shouldn't hit. You want to see them, there's a lot of them on there. But the reason I did that for you is, what part of you, were you engaged? I know I was being silly with some of it, but I was being serious enough with some of it too. Very real, it's, it's absolutely truth. But you were engaged in part of that as far as like, what? where is this going? What, what about, the, what is this guy like? By the way, they based this off of a guy in the 80s who actually did die and came back to life and got saved. It was based on a true story. This one was, not all of them. But you are kind of hooked, right, on the storyline. Like, what? It's comic books, and I don't know Pastor Joey's being silly, but what? It's because your emotions, your mind, your, this part of you is working. And sometimes when we come to church, we like to think we've got to lay that aside, and all we do is just read Scripture. But your soul is not the part of you that's saved, but it is very much connecting with your spirit on a consistent basis in conversation. You're you're talking with God, your spirit is the part that works with God and connects with God. We worship spirit and truth. But this part of you, the soul, is working together. And it's not redeemed. It has to be, you have to work on your soul. So we're a three part being that's created in the image of God. And I share that with you because I want you to hear this verse of scripture in Galatians. Galatians chapter two and verse twenty. Now, as we move forward, hear this. Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. That's spiritually. I have been crucified with Christ. You didn't get crucified in your flesh, nor did you get crucified in your soul. But you got crucified in the spirit. And it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. That's spirit. Y'all understand what I'm saying, right? Spirit. And the life, watch this, he just switched. But the life that I now live in the flesh, that's your body, I live by faith. What am I, By faith, what am I doing? I am now using something besides my flesh, and besides my uh, spirit here, I am using the soul. So how do you know that pastor? Because of what he says, if I'm going to live by faith, how do I have faith in the son of God? Well, I must believe in my heart, confess in my mouth that Jesus is Lord who loved himself, gave himself for me. But if I'm going to grow in faith, how do I do that? The Bible says faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by what? God's word. That is something, if you could have everything you ever needed, then you would not need God's word. But you have to be renewed in the mind, will, and emotions by your soul, by his word. So faith, I am crucified with Christ spiritually. You are, you have, you died with Jesus. You were nailed to the cross with Jesus. You were buried with Christ and raised up together with him spiritually. If you're a Christian, you're born again, but it is a done deal. I know people getting all this, it's done. You gotta believe that First. If that is uncertain, nothing else will work out. That must be a, a consistent, I am a born-again believer. After that, though, the battlefield, like Joyce Meyer would say, is in the mind. It really is. So <clears throat> this resurrection was not just a part of Christ, but of all of us. And again, your soul is, con- it, is connecting with God, but it's not the part of you that's redeemed. It's spiritually, you've been redeemed. So let's talk about The soul. I may do some of this every week just to remind you, spiritually, you have been resurrected by God through Jesus Christ. That must be settled. If you're watching the line around, you have to settle that. It can't be flippant. You can't be, well, maybe I'm going to heaven. Maybe I'm going to hell. You either know you're saved or you don't. You have a witness by the Spirit right here on the inside that says, I'm a Christian. You will make mistakes. You will fall short. You will have issues. And because of the soul and the sins of your father and junk that's in your trunk that you don't want to talk about and keep it away at church on Sunday and let's act all cool and Christian-like, you will fall and fall short. It, that's why you're supposed to be redeemed. But that does not mean you're not a Christian. I, ask my wife. She's sitting right here. If you want to talk to her today, she now she can only handle about five of you. After that, you know, you wear her out, all right? But, like, you know, she'll listen to you for a while, but don't ask too many questions about me. Maybe one or two, but... Ask her how many times she's had to talk to me about my attitude, my actions, my issues. As a preacher. Woo. I mean, preachers, you got to listen. You got to watch them. They, y'all think that we got everything. We don't want our stuff. So we have to deal with our lives too. ask her how many times does that make me an unbeliever? No, it makes me human. But what if I don't work on it? Then I'm going to see marriage counseling because why? Because she's like talking to me and I'm not listening. And eventually, guess what happens? Somebody else has got to mediate because she's not getting through to me. I don't understand. I got something going on. Are oh, y'all following me, right? The soul. So the soul is made up of the mind, will, and emotions. So let me show you a picture here. So you, I, I think those will help explain. I'm going to use this today a little bit. And again, like I said, I'm going to carry this over every week. It, it's just going to take some time to break into some of this, Okay. But let me show you this picture of the mind, the will, and the emotions, okay? This is image one. Let me throw this up here for you. <clears throat> As Christians, what we need to understand when it comes to our soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. So I, I broke this down to, for the best way you could understand this, okay? And we'll go through each one of these. Here's your mind. It's the intellect and the executive functions of your brain, okay? So take the time to... We'll, we'll put this up more than, more than once a day. Take a picture of it or whatever else you want to do. The will... Is the choice and free will given to us by God? And then your emotions are the responses or the reactions to trials, relationships, and other circumstances. It's how we process our lives. Okay, everybody following, right? Mind is intellect. Will is choice. And when you get to the emotions, it's it's whatever is in you, Jesus said, comes out of you. You know, it's why... I mean, somebody said this thing, and I don't do a lot of TikTok or anything else like that. My, my oldest one, she shows me stuff. It's kind of hilarious. This guy was mouthing off at the grocery store, you know, at the, at the clerk, at, not the grocery store. What do you call the, uh, I don't know, we used to call them little, it's like a little gas station shop, real small ones, you know. The guy's mouthy at the counter, you know. They got the plexiglass up. It's kind of a rough neighborhood, it seems like. The guy's mouthing off, saying something to the clerk, you know, just got an attitude. This other guy's sitting there with like a, a can of, I don't know what, like maybe it looked like cheese whiz. I don't know why I thought cheese whiz, but that's what it looked like. He's standing there waiting for this guy to gun. He's looking at him. He's just mouthing off. He's just kind of playing with the cheese whiz. He drops it. It falls to the floor. And this guy's so mouthy, it hit when that hit the floor. He kicked the counter. Well, mistake. This brother picks up the can of cheese whiz and just bow right in his head. Cheese whiz goes everywhere. This guy's knocked out. I mean, he stands back like, brother, yeah, I, I've been waiting in line. You just kicked my cheese whiz. He was mad. Response to what? What was happening to his life? Now, don't look at me like you've never thought about hitting somebody with a can of cheese whiz, because I know you have. <laughs> you waiting in lines long enough? What is that? That's the response. That is whatever is in here, responds to what comes at you. We call it fight or flight. Psychological terms, but you're pretty much in one of those two categories. A problem comes your way, you either fight, don't, don't, man, I'm the wrong cat to mess with. Our flight is, look, you know what, I'll fight another day. They don't mean they don't have fight, it just means it's not worth it. Not worth it. Well, my wife's kind of like, I'm more of the fight side. Mess with me, man, I, 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 I'm like, I'm Christian, I'm saved, I'm a pastor, but... I'm, the Lord is helping me. You know what I'm saying? Amen. For her, don't amen so loud, but you know, <laughs> for her, she's more of a, the flat side, you got to watch these kind. Just cause they walk away don't mean they ain't thinking nothing. They're like the Unabomber, man. They're planning junk. Over on the side, they got like 10 or 12 things going like, nah, I think I'll just cut him. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going I'm to, when he's asleep, I'm going I'm to electrocute the fire out of him, man. Maybe if I take them and just hook them up to the cattle and just let them drag them across. I mean, they go. The, and whenever they go off, it's, it's not fight or at that moment, it's just over. games over, end game. They, they win. Don't mess with those people. I mean, you, know, you understand what I'm talking about, right? The quiet ones are the ones you got to watch out for, not us. Not the loud people. Do, no, just don't worry about us. What you see is what you get, right? It's, just, it's already happened. It's over. We got it out. We're over. We good. The quiet ones... You gotta watch them. Just saying. So this gives you a bit of an overview, okay? Um, So when we have things that go on in our lives, uh, many times our responses means we have to be willing to give up certain things sometimes in, in order to have these relationships work out correctly. I didn't mean that you give in. I said sometimes you give up. What that means is like, It's not worth sometimes to give certain reactions to people if they're not if they're not willing to change. There's no reason to keep giving into this. In other words, if you don't see any response coming back, if we can't get through, there's no sense in me keep pouring into this. It's not working, so I'm going to withdraw a little bit and say, "Look, this is on you now. When you're ready, I'm here, but I can't keep giving and giving and giving because you're taking advantage of me." And this is what dealt with my dad many times. My dad's, you know, I told my family was kind of weird. You know, this year, uh, I didn't get a phone call. Every year on my birthday, for the last, I don't know how many years, I get a phone call from my dad. Now, you'd think this wouldn't matter, but it, it's weird. It's just a weird thing. I just have to be honest with you. Well, he was never there, okay? And he's dead. He's I think he's with Jesus, okay? But um, it was weird not getting a phone call this year. I, mean, I just got to be honest with you. <laughs> he'd call up, <clears throat> and he'd leave a message, and it was always like, tell him, hey, hey there's Haggerty. Haggerty, what's up? I mean, just. Southern draw, everything, you know, it, anyway. And I told, uh, I said, it's just kind of odd. It was odd this year, not getting a voicemail. My cousin, he would call all of my family with the same kind of messages. And what, why I'm just saying that is, my dad, though, many times, he would take more than he would give back. You know, I would help him, and he wouldn't make a step towards me. I would get him into many different um, rehabilitation homes i would get them in the last couple of years i got them into five I think, different uh, rehab centers it takes a lot of work i don't know if you've ever done this but it, it's hard substance abuse is a very difficult thing to manage and it's hard getting people into things and when they don't uh, if they don't help themselves you're you can do way more than what you need to do and i kept finding myself in the situation i kept saying dad no i can't do that for you son can you send me 20 for cigarettes no i can't do that why not? And I did explain it, If I give you 20, I take from my kids. And I can't do that. Dad, you've got money coming in. You, you should have managed your money better. And then they get mad and then, you know everything else. But you have to, as a believer, not let your soul get so wrapped up in helping people that you forget your first primary responsibility is your family. You help people, yes, but some people don't want to help themselves. So you have to figure that out and learn those boundaries. That was my kind of thing. Why am I saying that? Because sometimes this isn't a faith issue as a Christian. It's a soul issue. It's not a faith issue. Many people are born again. They're Christians. It's not faith that's the problem. It's the soul. It's an undeveloped soul life. So let me give you a couple of scriptures here. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 5. I'm going to put all these up here at one time so you can see this, okay? Um, This is Philippians 4-5, and I did all these for a reason. I want you to see the context of this verse. So Philippians 4-5, he says, Let your gentleness, King James, uh, be known to all men, for the Lord is at hand. New Living says it this way, Let everyone see that you are considerate. The old King James says, Let your moderation be known unto all. That's the word we get a lot of times when we talk about things. Let things be done in moderation, right? I mean, you know, I love like Bojangles, but I can't eat every day. You understand what I'm saying? Moderation. Uh, ESV says, let your moderation be known to all men. So um, what this means when you read this is your gentleness, consideration, moderation, etc. You have to think about what is it that I need to release or give up or make changes to. So I had a family one time, and i tell you this story because we laugh about it now. The, the family laughs, we laugh. It's been so many years ago. You wouldn't know them. They're not here. They've moved. It's, it, it's, so I'm telling this, and I'm not giving names. So, but I had a family one time come to me. And, uh, they, they said, Hey, my kid won't stop drinking. And this kid was a, he's a, he's a sharp tack. You know what I mean? He, he was an athlete, strong guy, uh, uh, played football. He was just a great guy. And they couldn't stop him drinking. He can, can you help him? And I said, well, I don't know. Uh, let's talk. So we started talking. We we're all in the room and we're talking. And so I just simply said, Hey, can you, as parents, do you mind stepping out for a little bit? Let me just talk with him. Is that okay? And, they said, oh, sure, man, anything, anything to help him. I mean, just we just don't understand why he would keep doing this. We we keep catching him. He's drinking. We don't know where he's getting it from. It's just uh, it's an issue, you know, and we're really worried for him. And uh, understood, understood. So he is in the room. I'm in the room. They step out for a bit, go get some coffee or something like that. And I said, look, son, I said, listen, you know, you... You know, my physique, I I wish I had your physique a little bit, buddy. You're a big guy. You got, I mean, you're, you know, what, what, this stuff will tear you down, man. What are you doing this for? I mean, you know, you got the genetics that, that the team's looking for. This will cost you that. You're a sh- smart guy. You're going down a good road. Of education. Why would you, what is the problem? Why do you keep getting into this and what's the problem? He said, well, I don't know. I just, I just, it started over here and this, and it just kind of started. And I said, well, where are you getting it from? Because you're not 21. So who's getting it for you? Now, you ready for this? I get it from my mom's cabinet. <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> all right. And so they come back in. I said, hey, can we talk? Sure, yeah. Well, what's the problem? Where's he getting it from? I said, well, you, I mean, you know, it's, it's real. I mean, it's, it's a real deal. I mean, you know, I've, we figured it out. I think I know what the problem is. What? Tell us. We'll do anything. I said, well, okay. He's getting it from your cabinet. <laughs> and they looked at me like, what? I said, yeah. I said, are you willing to kind of clean out your cabinet for a season? I mean, he's only got three years left, two years left. Apparently, it's a problem for him, and maybe it's not for you, you know? And if you drink wine, I'm not picking on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, all things in moderation. I mean, if you're getting drunk, that's wrong. But, you know, if you have a glass of wine, whatever, that's up to you between you and the Lord. I, I don't, that's not my thing right now. But the issue was this young man couldn't, he was getting into it. And they couldn't stop him, but they didn't know where he got it from. I said, are you willing to give us up for a season? And they said, yeah, Absolutely. I'm sharing that with you because what they were willing to do was called reasonable. They did what they had to do to solve a problem that was a detriment to their family. And sometimes we think a spiritual answer is always the cure. Well, if I pray enough, it'll fix it. Sometimes it won't. Jesus said sometimes these come out by prayer and fasting. Sometimes you've got to be reasonable to release something in order for God to do something else many times in the Bible Jesus gave people opportunity and he would say things to them that you know maybe they didn't you know seem to be a big deal at the time but you know with a guy with a withered hand how embarrassing would it be for Jesus to stand up in front of you and say hey stretch out your hand well man I'm it my hand's messed up, why are you drawing attention to me right now? Would you stretch out your hand? The man born blind. Jesus asks questions like, "You want to be healed?" Well, you would think a blind man would say, uh, "Well, of course I want to be healed. Why would you ask such a?" In our culture today, in our so insensitive, our we're so like everybody's on like I can't you know offended about every little thing we are we could Jesus would be they would berate him today we're so weak when it comes to stuff do you want to be healed how dare you ask that question of me that is so insensitive of you to make that remark towards me no I'm just simply asking do you want to be well well do you still the same question do you he would ask questions like that he would challenge things by asking questions of people and they didn't like it to the Pharisees. He would say things to them like, you brood of vipers. You, you, you know, you talk about all this stuff. You're whitewashed tombs. You, you act all cool on the outside. You dress good. You got the tassels. I mean, you look the part. You look like 1980s preacher with a big fat softball tie on and you look great, but inside you're, you're hooked on junk on the internet. You're just whitewashed on the outside. He did not care. But in in our culture, it's, oh, no, let's just do the spiritual. Let's stay away from the soul. So if you don't mind, guys, putting that image one back up about the mind, will, and the emotion, just so we can see again as we are transitioning out and wrapping up today on some things. I want to challenge everybody here to think about something. We all know the buttons that get pushed in our lives. I know my buttons. My wife tells me, you know, Jody, you you know, you just get a little wound up sometimes. You just like, I just want to talk to you. I'm a fixer by nature. And if, if she says something to me, automatically, by default, wiring. Not spirit. This is not spirit right now I'm talking about. I am a Christian. I'm going to heaven. I am fully confident of that. Born again believer. Have the Holy Spirit. Signs will deliver. I'm, the blood of Jesus has covered my sins. I am not worried about that. Let me tell you something, though. My default, if there's a problem, yo, ice, ice, baby, I'll solve it. I want to fix it. You get what I mean? That's my default. And sometimes my default isn't listening. Like, I hear you, wah, 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 wah. wah. But my mind's already kicked into, I'm going to fix this. And sometimes she says, I don't want you to fix anything. I just wanted to tell you. I just wanted you to listen. That's all. So I'm like, so all that stuff I was ready to do, you don't want me to do anything, just 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 nothing, it's just just gonna just letting it go, just. <laughs> and so I've got to bring everything back down because like I'm man, I'm wired, I'm ready to like, oh, I just want you to listen. So that's it, yeah. But my default wiring says fix it. Where did I get that from? Most of what you default to has come up through your childhood your adulthood and I know what some of you are thinking right now oh man he's going to get this is going to psychology I know where it's going now well you know what maybe you could use a little of that maybe it would do us awesome good if we actually renewed our mind like the Bible says with the word of God so that we might be transformed in our bodies to become more and more like Christ so out of these three areas up here we're going to get more next week <clears throat> I'm going to challenge you with something today. Um, you've heard the scripture, maybe, maybe you haven't, but you've heard the scripture where it says that where there is no vision, people perish. The actual rendering of this is not vision in the standpoint of vision statements. It actually means the word vision is divine guidance. It's Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. And it says, where there is no divine guidance, the people cast off restraint and they run wild. Where there is no divine guidance, people cast off restraint and run wild. Can I ask you a question this morning as we wrap up? Are there, not you, not the person you're sitting next to, but have you noticed anything in our culture today that would explain to you or show you people casting off restraint and running wild? Have you seen it? It's because there is no divine guidance. That's why. And divine guidance, if you look at this and study this, it is laying out for you a pathway. You are a born-again Christian. It doesn't mean, honey, you're not going to heaven. We're not talking or questioning your spiritual walk here. We're just saying we all need divine guidance. Okay? So as this stays up here, I'm going to show you one quote, and then we're going to wrap up here. But this quote is what I wrote down, I want you to take this with you. Unrestrained flesh is simply an underdeveloped thought life. That's all it is. And when we try to fix this, that right now is telling you, okay, which, pastor, hurry up. It's like, you know, (laughs) you said Bojangles three times. I'm thinking chicken biscuit, baby. You know? That's okay, but your body wants to, and when you try to just fix this without starting here, it doesn't work. You will fail. All right? You'll fail. You can't fix this without starting here. Oh no no no! I can do it. No, you can't. You're not strong enough. If if you're you're saying you can do it on your own, but I'm telling you, you got to renew your mind so you can be transformed. That it starts here. So unrestrained flesh is just simply an underdeveloped thought life. That is all it is, and it doesn't mean you're going to hell. As a if you're a Christian spiritually, Jesus redeemed you. But I'm just telling you. This has got to have some work here. So, if you don't mind putting the, that image back up, the first image, you guys, about the mind, will, and emotions, and I'm going to wrap the day with a couple of thoughts for you, okay? I'm going to pray for you, but I'm going to challenge you with this. Out of these three areas, which one of these areas, and we'll get into the emotions and will in the next couple of weeks, but in the mind even as well, we'll get into some of this more. This is just kind of overview. but if you were to look at this, which area would the Holy Spirit talk to you about today and say, Hey, you think things that you know they're not for me you react in a way that you know that's not me your will you know there's things that you choose that you know it's not me where would he challenge you on Where would he speak to you today and say hey listen I want to start kind of messing with you a little bit in this area would you let him by just simply today opening your heart a little bit and say, okay, Lord, Pastor Jody's going down this road. I'm willing to go. But I know it's going to be painful because if I open that chest up, inside is some stuff that's not pretty. He's not saying he's looking for pretty stuff. He kind of already knows what's in your closet. He already knows your issues. He's just saying, will you just open it just a little bit to say, let me in. I can take it but you got to let me in. You can't be closed off to me. It'll be a work of the Holy Spirit, but I just feel this year, I'll talk more about it next week because I'm running short on time, but he wants to do a work in your life. If you're watching online, he wants to do a work in your life. Uh, and, and I think he's going to do it, but it, you, you're going to have to open up that, that chest a little bit and let him into some things. Posting Christian scriptures is great, but... He'd much rather have you change and transform your mind than to just post Christian scriptures. That's good. That's great. But it won't mean anything if we can't walk what we're posting. So I'm going to share something with you as I pray. And, and I'm, I am wrapping up here. I, we have a little table over here. So today we're going to do a little bit different. So we were working through some stuff. And we were going through some things. And we found a number of resources that we had in our church that we didn't, you know, you ever done, you ever done spring cleaning? at your house, and you look, and you're like, huh, well, look at there. I didn't know I had that tool there. I, th- I had to go buy it on did and didn't realize I had it. You know, you done that? Okay. <clears throat> church is no different. We always, I'm always afraid I'm going to find a church member, like we left somewhere that we didn't, you know what I mean, stuck in the closet or <laughs> Ah, I forgot about you, you know. But anyway, we had a number of resources. What we'd love to do, these are resources, most of these, I, I'm pretty sure, uh, yep, they're all different resources that will affect the soul, the mind, the will, and the emotions. I don't think there's much over there. There's, it will affect your spirit, but most of it's this. There's some financial stuff. There's some marriage stuff. There's some, uh, some, some changing of your thinking stuff. Here's what I say today. We're going to close with prayer, and I'm going to pray for everybody just like I always do, but our prayer team will be up here. And if you're here and you say, hey, man, look, out of those three areas, I feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. I want somebody to pray with me about. Now, if you come down front, this is not a thing where people look and you say, oh, they need help. Let me just tell you right now. We all need help. I'm reading something right now trying to change me. We all need help. So let's get over that. But they're free. They don't cost you anything. So and while I'm saying that, I was going to put them out there, but everybody would just take it and go home. The reason I'm doing it now here is if you want one, it's free. You just come and tell the team, pray with me and get, pick up one, okay? It's, it doesn't cost you anything. You're not going to pay for it. I don't need any money for it or anything like that. But I just didn't want to just give them out flippantly and people just pick them up and go out the door. If you really need some help in your marriage, there's some stuff here to help you. You help in your finances, there's stuff here that'll help you. Okay? So at the end of the church, you just come down front. We'll pray for you, get you whatever we have available. And if we don't have it, we'll try and figure it out, okay? So I want to pray for you right now today. <clears throat> those of you watching online, would you close your eyes and bow your head just for a moment? If you're here today and. This is a spiritual conversation right now. This is not about the soul. This is a spiritual conversation now. I'm switching gears on you. <clears throat> but you're watching online, you're in this room, and you think a little bit about the story I shared with the <clears throat> comic books. <clears throat> you say, I don't know if I'm going to heaven. I'm not sure if I'm saved. This has nothing to do with actions right now. This has everything to do with salvation. You're hearing you say, I don't know if I'm saved. I don't know if I'm a Christian, but I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I'm going to pray with you, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer. You're watching online. I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. And if that's you, the whole church in this room is going to pray with you. But you just say this with me now. Here's what you pray. You say, Dear Jesus, I come to you today, and I give you my life. I give you my heart. And I ask you, Lord, to save me. I ask you to cleanse me and forgive me. And I make you the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Man, we're so proud of you, right, church? Would you get my hand right now? So proud of you. On the screens right now, you'll see something called connect.cornerstonerome.com. If you're watching online, we'd love to help you. Right now, there's some leaders online that would help you get started walking with Christ, help you begin the process of discipleship. We'd love to help you with that right now. If you don't mind clicking on that, letting them know you're there whatever you're watching on, they want to help you get started working and, and towards discipleship. So thank you for joining with us today online. And in the room as well, com. We'd help you in any way possible. We can, if you let us know. But obviously, if you're here, there's physical resources here that you can pick up today as soon as we dismiss for prayer, okay? So um, <clears throat> I'm going to take one last thing and then I'm going to ask you to stand. I'll let you sit just for one more second. So i want to address the one thing that's going on right now. I'm going to take one minute with this. Uh, I know in the world right now, everybody's... Seeing all the stuff that's going on. <clears throat> I know there's a lot there. I want you to keep praying. Uh, keep praying for Ukraine. Keep praying for the people of Russia. Just because their leader's a madman doesn't mean that the people of Russia are. You know, there's Christians. We have people that are believers in there right now. Um, pray for the ministries that we support right now, the Aliyah Return Center in Israel. They're receiving right now Jews, Ukrainian Jews that are coming over. They're going to be housing as many as they possibly can. They've made preparations for that. That's something that you support, we support as a church. So be praying for them. That uh, So I don't know what God, I, we always say what's God doing behind the scenes, we don't know. But I do know that there's many more Jews now leaving Ukraine going to go Israel, adding more, which fulfills even more prophetic words about that they will return to their homeland. So I, I know there's a madman, but at the same time, God's <clears throat> doing something over here too, <clears throat> But the one thing I would share with you am i bringing up this, I know, <clears throat> I know gas is hot, I get it. I know bread's hot, I get it. I mean, we're filling the pants too. Um, uh, what I'm just asking you do is just as a church family, uh, February is typically a weird month for us and so is September. Just, I'm just asking you to be consistent with you in your giving, that's all. If you can't and you're struggling financially, after church you should come down here and pick up something let God help you. If you're not struggling financially, you know, maybe don't need as much Bojangles, but don't stop supporting your church and the Lord in those areas, right? I mean, we, as a church staff, I mean, our staff, we gave up, uh, this year, we've never had to do this, but this year we did. We gave up all of our health benefits that, you know, church used to have, you know, help. It's just, they priced us out. We just couldn't do it anymore. And uh, not because you guys weren't giving, it's the, it was just so, you know how expensive it is. It just priced us out. So, And our guys have done that, but our staff, they still consistently tithe, no matter what. The reason why is because we believe strongly in supporting not just the church, but we believe in the power of the redemptive work of the tithe. If you don't understand that, come down front and get some resources. And this is not a plea. We're doing a number of things, right? I'm just saying for you to be consistent, that's all. Uh, We just are finishing up on the chapel, and uh, so we have just outfitted all the the stuff we borrowed from over there to make this work over here during the pandemic. We've just now finished reinstalling some stuff. We had to buy a number of things over there. So the youth will be cranking up on Wednesday nights over there in the next couple of weeks, getting to try it out. Then Cornerstone Spaniel will move back over there. We did all that just out of our regular giving. So we never ask you guys for extra for that, right? Because we're just managing and watching. As long as we stay consistent, then we're pretty good. Now look, if gas goes to $12 a gallon, hey, look, we'll figure it out. But, but right now, let's all just say, hey, don't be afraid. Just don't be afraid. Right? Don't get in fear. Don't, don't let fear get on you. If it's a budgeting thing, let us help you. If it's fine, let us help you. Don't let that fear get on you. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. I've never seen the righteous begging, <clears throat> nor forsaken, nor his children begging for bread. Never. Right? So don't get afraid. Trust the Lord right now. It's a great opportunity to trust Jesus, right? So I just want to encourage you with that. Thank you for what you do, and uh, if you'll stand on your feet right now, I'm going to pray over you before you go. <clears throat> I'll share some more about some of the work we're doing and why next week. Um, but once when spaniel gets to move over there, it's, they're they're so excited as we get to finish, and our youth is going to be so excited to get in there, have a little more room to get around. So our prayer team's coming down front right now. They're here, and like I said last week they're nice people. They're wonderful people. They are not you know scary or nothing like that. Now Ronnie here, I told you, this is the guy I told you he's he's like a real man. Now he might, you know, if you play football against him, different story. But praying, he he's he's a gentle giant, okay? <laughs> so before we go, let me speak this over you. And if you need prayer, come down front at the end, okay? Scriptures say this in <clears throat> Numbers chapter 6 and verse 24. May the Lord bless you. Come on, if you're afraid right now, you're may the Lord just bless you in Jesus' name. May He keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you, and may He be gracious to you and may the lord lift up his countenance upon you right now and in jesus name may he give you his peace god bless you guys so much thank you for being here today you're dismissed if you need prayer come down front if today's message blessed you we want to encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with a friend remember there's one hope for every heart and that's jesus see you next time